Kia ora whanau and welcome to another episode of Get a Job and Get Healthy uh, by Costas Enterprises. I am your host, Alex Costas, as always. Uh, as you can tell, I am driving again, uh, which I know I shouldn't be, but I am. Ah, uh, well, what are you going to do? Um, so, today's episode was actually suggested to me by one of my good friends um, who basically just wanted to know. Um, I, I told him that I started investing. Um, and stocks and shares and ETFs and all that sort of stuff, and he just wanted me to go over a few things like what I what I would what I basically invest in, what's good, what's bad, and all that sort of stuff. So I'm going to be flipping between the the, the podcast program and my actual sharesies account, um, and give you also uh, just a little bit of a brief background about why I do these things. Um, now, as always, if you want to find out any details about me, you can find me on. Uh, at the Kiwi Don uh, for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can email me doncostas at gmail.com. That's D O N C O S T A S at gmail.com. Uh, that is N for Nike. Uh, you can also find me at costasenterprises.business.blog, uh, which is my actual uh, website. Um, so, yeah, I thought I'd talk to you a bit about my Shearsies account. Um, and for those that don't know, Sharesies is a uh, sort of a stock portfolio um, slash managed fund slash ETFs that runs on the New Zealand Stock Exchange. Uh, you can use the, the app and the program to buy shares. Um, you do not have to you know, pay a brokerage fee. You do just pay the fees for what it is, the shares that you're actually paying for. Um, and it's, it's a way to encourage New Zealanders to basically start investing. Um, great little program has been really really popular with me for the last year and I can't recommend it enough uh, the reason I don't uh, I can I can't recommend it enough is because unlike other times when you invest uh, like uh, if you were if you were investing normally you would have to like buy a certain amount of shares like you can't just put a dollar on or two dollars on and that sort of thing like you would have to actually buy a whole chunk of a share so you might need a spare two thousand around Sharesies is a way of you not needing that $2,000 and you can basically just put whatever you've got available to you that you want to invest and you can share how you want to do that so it's a very very simple system now it does get updated every couple of minutes um, while the New Zealand Stock Exchange is open the other thing you can do now is you can actually buy on the US and and Australian uh, stock exchange as well so the US one is both you know the NYC and all those all those fun ones. You can do all of them, which is really really quite cool. Um, and while you do have, you know, you are limited to quite a few investments. You don't get every single investment on the New Zealand Stock Exchange. Uh, sorry, oh, and on the New York Stock Exchange, uh, but you get a fair amount. Um, and definitely the big ones are there. Like you know your Apple, your Walmart, all those sorts of ones are always uh, there. Um, but what I started doing was when I was first when I first started my Sharesies account, um, I literally started with you know fifteen dollars, which was what I started off, and I started adding to it, adding to it, adding to it. Now the important thing when you are doing with shares and managed funds and ETS, whatever you decide to invest in, um, and and I'm not going to be telling anybody. Uh, I'm putting a big big disclaimer. I'm not saying to everybody you should be investing in these particular things. It's just these are what have worked for me. Um, these are 
oh, I more want to focus on the types of investments that I'm, I'm investing in through sharesies. So you will notice that most of my shares um, aren't actually specifically shares themselves, like business shares. They're actually um, ETFs or electronic traded funds uh, or managed funds or even index funds, which is what I've started getting into now. Um, so let's let's break down what they are. So shares, when you invest in a share, basically what you are doing is you are investing in a company. So um, you can own certain parts of a share or a whole share or more than one share. Um, for example, I have a... Um, oh, ever since I was a little boy, I, I used to collect Coca-Cola. And so it was always my dream to own a Coca-Cola share. Now, growing up, at the time when I was growing up, these were like crazy, like 135 US dollars a share. Now they're about $54 a share, US. So obviously they have gone down, uh, but at the same time they are still, you know, $54 is still about $100 New Zealand here anyway. So it's still pretty good. Um, so I own that one share. I only have one share. I don't intend on putting more in Coca-Cola at this stage. It was just, it's, it's one of those pipe dreams that I've always had and always wanted and really, really happy to have. Um, so what I did start doing is I started investing in different little stocks and I put like a couple of dollars here and a couple of $30. I, I'm going to be level with you guys now. I've got about 1,500 in shares total. Uh, and ETFs and funds and managed funds and index funds and all that sort of stuff. Um, when I refer to shares from now, I will make it very clear that when I'm talking about company shares, that it's company shares, not normal shares. But otherwise, you can take shares to be investments, basically. Um, so you're investing in a particular company. And these are companies that are trading publicly um, and give you a chance to actually, you know, purchase a part of their share which is quite cool the next thing you've got uh, which I personally invest in are uh, ETFs which are electronic traded funds now you guys have heard me talk about reading some books like Money Mastering the Game uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad all those sorts of books all of those came from um, things like learning about these ETFs so one of the things, the key rules that everyone always talks about is diversifying your portfolio. Now, that means not putting all of your eggs in one basket. You know, not putting, if you've got, you know, $10,000, you don't put all that 10000 in shares. Or, if you do, you don't put it all in one share. Um, you know, you, you spread your investment around. Um, one of the ways you can do this is by putting it in an ETF, which is uh, a collection of uh, the F part stands for funds. So because it stands for funds, it means that you can actually have multiple companies all within a fund that is not managed by you, it's managed by someone else. So it's kind of like a managing fund, um, but except these ones are a little bit cheaper to get into um, because you don't usually have to pay certain costs. Um, and there are New Zealand ETFs, there are American ETFs, Australian ETFs, they're all over, and they can be different things. So one can be for certain industries, like for example, um, 
I personally have an ETF which is based on the the US S&P 500 which is a Vanguard uh, index fund as well or sorry uh, ETF fund as well now funny I actually own money in both the Vanguard and the ETF the New Zealand equivalent um, and I will continue to hold that because that's one of my best investments that comes back um, that said there are a lot of different ETFs um, one can be based on technology one can be based on you know real estate one can be on just gold and silver mining all of these sorts of things they will take companies from all across and use those now the reason I gave the example of the S&P 500 is for the simple reason that um, in America the S the Vanguard S&P 500 uh, is effectively um, it is based on the top 500 gross uh, grossing stocks so um, the top 500 that are making the most money all go into this fund um, and then as soon as one is gone like say for example if someone doesn't meet the actual list of the S&P 500 then that person's out and another business comes in meaning that usually it, it, it does pretty steadily so for example um, in the 2008 uh, economic recession that we had um, the only sort of managed fund or in, uh, ETF fund that was still trading in a positive like granted it did take a dip but it, it was still above 3% of what it was normally um, it did mean that it was actually trading um, in the positives and it was the only one to do that now one thing I do want to preface very very carefully is shares are very much um, high risk that is why I say if you are investing in a in a company just a, a sole company by itself be very careful because you know they they do move quite a bit now there are people like Warren Buffett uh, who of course made billions doing this sort of thing where he'd buy a company and he'd hold on to it no matter what um, but he would research the company like nobody's business so always do your research first don't just put money in for any old one like look at the look at the five-year return if there haven't been five years look at the last year return um, don't just buy any old share just because you like the sound of it like actually do your research it's still money that you're putting away now an ETF a managed fund and an index fund they're a little bit risk adverse okay so they're, they're, they're not going to be as risky as shares they won't go up and down as much they still do go up and down I'm not going to lie uh, but because you're dealing in a whole lot of funds um, like with an ETF you might be dealing with well with S&P 500 you're dealing with 500 top top value American companies so you know it might go down for a little bit but it, it usually goes back up and it usually does in the positive um, since I bought it uh, I've only gone I haven't gone on the negative once, but I have gone to almost um, what I bought it at, um, which was, you know, uh, it was still pop, uh, trading quite high at that time. So, 
the main thing to remember is yeah if you are looking at getting investing in the stock market as people say before you start going in stocks and shares do actually think about putting your putting some of your money in an ETF or a managed fund now a managed fund is similar to an ETF um, except it is actually managed by someone else like Vanguard Fidelity um, and they actually uh, they keep their eye on it um, again they they try to make sure that there's no underpricing overpricing all those sorts of things um, and they manage the portfolio for you so you don't have to pick the the shares that you want now if you are if you enjoy picking your own shares yourself um, you can do that but you won't be sort of protected by a uh, a fund manager like you would be with a managed fund or an ETF um, but yeah managed funds are basically like you might buy a technology managed fund we'll use technology again for the um, for the example and it might have like you know it might have Lenovo it might have Apple it might have Windows Microsoft um, at and they might have certain parts of that uh, stock that is part of this managed fund. Again, funds can go up and down like all other investments that you're investing. Like there's always going to be a risk. Uh, but because it's a managed fund, it is usually managed pretty closely. It's not sort of, they don't, they don't sort of pick it and leave it. They pick it and if it needs to change, they take it out, put it, replace it, or they add to it. Um, and so again it's another way of diversifying your portfolio by buying one particular type of share so if you are new like say for example you've got $500 you want to put it in shares you want to put $500 in the stock market rather than putting it in one company to start off with I would put it in either an index fund a managed fund or an ETF that you have researched I would not put 500 straight into a share first because if that share goes down, you're going to feel really, really deflated. Whereas at least with an index fund or a managed fund or an ETF, because those are, you know, being managed by other people, it's not going to, you know, they don't usually want to lose money for you because they're getting paid to make that money um, and make sure that that portfolio is actually um, uh, delivering a, a positive as opposed to a negative. So managed funds are similar to ETFs. And then you've got index funds, which I've, I've literally only just started learning about. But an index fund is, it's a little bit different. So you can get total stock market index funds. Now what an index fund is, uh, it is basically a way of covering every stock that is in that particular field. Again, we'll use the technology field. Um, on the stock exchange that you're doing it for so um, for example um, I have the Vanguard uh, index fund and so all of Vanguard's properties this takes a part of all of those Vanguard funds all those ETFs and it has a little piece of each and every single one of them now I won't lie the current Vandex, uh, Vanguard index fund that I am using is trading at about $419 a share US so that that is quite a bit now I do not have a share yet let alone a hundred dollars worth of this uh, US uh, just yet but I am going to start adding to it 
So I just recently added $100, that got me about $80 uh, US in that particular share. And that was about $200 New Zealand. So I'm not going to lie, it's not cheap. Um, you will find it is uh, it, it can be a bit expensive um, to invest in foreign shares, but I am trying it because I'll be honest, I've made more money out of my foreign shares than I have my New Zealand shares because New Zealand Stock Exchange doesn't really, you know, it, it works, but unless you got in early with places like Westpac um, or or Fisher and Paykel, then you know you, you're paying up the you're paying up the wazoo basically. Um, so on the flip side of that, I've started investing in index funds uh, because it doesn't matter how much I'm going to get at the end of the day that is going to compound and index funds, managed funds, ETFs, they are more likely to have an 8% return every year. Now just think about that, an 8% return, I know it doesn't sound like much, but given that from the bank and your savings, you're literally getting 0.25% or a 1-2% maximum for a, a, um, a, a, a long-term uh, fund. So why would you not try take some of that money that you would put normally into the bank take half of it and put it into an index fund or an ETF yes you will be buying it high now a lot of people go well you know I'll be buying it so high um, what if it goes down well what if it does what if it doesn't um, the main thing I want to stress the difference between shares index funds ETFs managed funds with index funds managed funds and ETFs they are the kind of investments you want to hold okay these are the ones that you want to put in for about 10 years and then or 20 years and then let them go um, once you're ready to retire for example now the reason I say that is because an 8% return on your money every year well each time it's got to compound so if you haven't heard before, compound interest is a really huge thing, and it took me a long time to learn this, but once I learned it, I was like, I'm going to start doing that. And basically, the way that the compound interest works in, in the index fund, for example, or the ETF, or the managed fund, is you put your money in, you get 8% of what you put in roughly back. Now, you may or may not get that, so... If something does happen, of course, I'm not guaranteeing 8%, you may only get 7%. But at the moment, I have a 19% return on my index funds, which is pretty good because I bought them low and they've just gone up. Now, I'm not lying to myself. I have had days when I've been below. I was minus $30 earlier this year and now I'm up like $230. So I'm not going to, to make it sound like, you know, you... A guaranteed uh, 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 an 8% return. You are not. You are definitely not. But over time, the 8% return is more likely from an index fund or a managed fund or an ETF uh, than your shares, which you might have a share which just skyrockets. And then the very next day, it plummets. So it's one of those ones where you've got to know when to sell it. So for example, I could have a share in Coca-Cola, like I said, and say Coke develops something, they develop a new type of bottle which is 100% biodegradable or whatever they decide to do, or they really release a new version of Coke with 
alcohol, like Mountain Dew with Pepsi, you know, with Mountain Dew with alcohol, for example, and their, their stock price just plummets because people don't want Mountain Dew and alcohol, what the fuck? Um, then I would have lost all that money. And there's, you know, unless you hold that, you got to wait and wait and wait before you can actually get it back. Now, with an ETF, you're more likely to, you know, you may take a loss in part of it, but you won't lose all of your money because at least some of your companies that are in that managed fund or that index fund or that ETF will actually be um, doing reasonably okay. You might dip, but you won't necessarily lose everything. And overall, they are just a safer investment. Now, of course, they're not as safe as cash and they're not as safe as bonds. Uh, if you can get into the bond market, you will get a very low return, but your money is more likely to be safer. You're more likely to get a 3% to 4% uh, return. Um, now, some of the books that I've read, one of the things that they also talk about as well is buying low um, when other people don't. So if, there's, if there is an economic crash tomorrow and you've got the money, buy those companies. I know everyone's like, oh my God, no, you don't buy when it's low. You don't buy, you know, you you um, you know, if it crashes, you don't buy, you, you sell, you get everything, get rid of everything. Well, that time when you're selling, everyone else is, uh, you know, all the smart investors are buying that stock low so that when it does eventually go back up, which it will, it will, um, and the same can be said about the shares. Most shares, if you buy low, they will go up eventually in time, but you've got to hold them. Now, that is the difference. Like uh, Warren Buffett, as I said, his advice is sort of like, if you're investing, hold the investment. Don't don't sell it unless you absolutely need to. Um, and the first thing, when when the price starts going down, people go, i got to sell it. i got to get rid of it. i got to get rid of it. I've done that myself. you got to train yourself to go, you know what? No, I know the share market and the stock market is going to dip. It is going to dip at times. If it dips for like two weeks, then think about selling. You might have taken a loss, but at the very least, if you can hold on, hold on. Because eventually it will come back. Okay? Um, however, this is all depending on your research. Now, I'm not going to guarantee that every stock comes back. It doesn't. It doesn't. There are some stocks that just completely flat out. Um, this is a reason why I don't invest in Bitcoin or Ethereum or any of the cryptocurrencies yet. It's still unproven. So there was a there's a story out there where you know everyone's like, oh well I bought I made this much money on Bitcoin, right, right. Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast made what six million dollars off Bitcoin. And now he makes his money off YouTube. Yeah, he was lucky to buy Bitcoin when he did. Um, and sell it when he did. He was very, very smart. But now, if you tried to buy a Bitcoin now, it's gonna cost you what, $132,000 New Zealand? Maybe US? I'm not even sure. Um, for one Bitcoin. That's crazy. That's crazy. However, that, that money can swap in a dime. Literally in three minutes, Bitcoin went from one of the highest it, it was trading to $3 a Bitcoin. It dropped way too quickly. And people couldn't get their money out fast enough. That was the problem. They lost millions. So please, please, please. If you're going to invest in Bitcoin, be careful. If you're going to invest in, do not invest in Dogecoin or any of those weird meme cryptocurrencies just because people are talking about them. 
be very very careful with your with your investments i've talked about investing in nfts you can invest in nfts as well they are they are proven like they're still they're still selling at the moment quite significantly but when it comes to cryptocurrencies at the moment you've got to be very very careful it's too volatile and there's no way to get your money out how many places do you know that actually let you pay for bitcoin until it becomes an actual currency that you can use you have to be mindful of that now that said there are bitcoin tradings on the stock market should you buy on that do the research have a look at it is it going up and down quite a bit how much is a share um what's the five year you know turnaround for it all those sorts of things are the sorts of things you need to be looking at first so when i look at a stock or a share or a fund what i do is i i immediately have a look at it i read what it is that says a lot of people just buy it because the name sounds good or they look at the highest price change the price change is one thing that you can look at but you need to actually do your research you need to read 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 so once you've had a look at that look at the last five years look at the last one year is it going up and down is it volatile what was the lowest it was what was the highest it was are you buying it too high are you buying it too low if you are buying it way too high it's okay do you actually need that stock right now you can wait a little bit see how it goes however if it's got a five-year trend where it's just gone up 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 and it just keeps going up buy it now okay the reason i say that is the sooner you get in and you buy it the more you'll have it when it grows like that's the that's what i'm finding with this vanguard uh index funds and also the s&p fund the s&p uh when i bought it was 250 dollars a share it's now trading at about 409 dollars a share us you know no sorry three 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 thirty five it was when i first bought it and it's already dropped to 409 and that's in a year that's in a year so just think about that and and because i've got that that's one of my highest returns so from that investment alone i've already made like 50 dollars us which is about 100 dollars new zealand so do just take that time have a look around if you see something like an etf or a fund that is going up and it has been consistently going up for five years put a hundred dollars on it see how you go buy enough to buy a share if you can a lot of people buy amazon microsoft you know tesla all those sorts of ones look they're 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 proven things tesla goes up and down but tesla halfway through the year split their stock so people that had 400 stocks now had a 200 stock and they were like flipping out because people put big money in that so just take your time realize what it is that you're doing and try play the market now my type of investing is probably different from yours if you are one of these ones that wants to put it in take it out put it in took it take it out shares is a good good plan for you you will get charged on every fee transaction but you won't get charged a brokerage free you won't get charged very much my type of investing is i'm going to buy a whole lot of low risk high or semi-high return and by that i mean the eight percent returns the funds the index funds so because i'm doing the index fund that covers the whole stock exchange indexed so whatever's up whatever's down regardless if that stock itself if the whole exchange itself for that particular field is going up that is what i get paid on 
Now, another thing you want to look at as well is whether or not the stock that you're going to invest in actually will pay dividends. Now, if it pays dividends, that's cool. You might get a couple of dollars, a couple of cents. You might get $100, $200, depending on how much you've invested. And that is all based on a three-monthly or a six-monthly or a yearly return. And that's extra money for you, which you can choose to reinvest. I strongly suggest, in your first instance, reinvest. Now, if you've got a lot of money invested and you get enough dividends, say, you know, for shits and girls, let's say you, you've put a million dollars in the S&P 500 and then you get paid 30000 in dividends. Can you live on that 30000 Take it out. Keep that million in there. When that goes up, it'll probably be 1.2 by next time or 2.3. Then when the next dividends come in, live off those dividends for a year. That's the sort of thing you can start doing. That is what the goal that uh, that is the goal that I want to get to. But that's saying that that's means that I'm not just doing that. I'm trying to get across everything. But I did want to talk to you guys about the ETFs, the stocks, the shares, the funds, all that stuff. Start young. If you've got a child, sharesies do a child's account. Create a child's account for them. Put $20 a fortnight. Or every time you get paid, put $20 in their account. Start teaching them how to to use their shares. How to make their money then by the time they're 18 you never know they could actually have enough money for a deposit for a house just let that sink in if you have a 5 year old a 2 year old put $20 in a fortnight because that money will compound let them learn how to invest it if you're investing for them, you can invest in the exact sort of thing I'm talking about, the index fund. That index fund will then yield you 8% based on what it is that you put it in. You can set up automatic funding uh, allocation through sharesies as well. So they will automatically invest for you based on what you want. That's another way of you taking the whole Mickey Mouse out, taking the man out. You can literally just set it up so it automatically does it for you. Now, me personally, I want to learn this stuff. So what do I suggest? Let me me read through what I suggest. And, And again, this is not me saying you should do this as well. This is me saying this is what works for me. So, first off, I've got One of the shares that I'm going to be putting in a bit more is the Fidelity MSCI Information uh, FTEC, which is on the New York Stock Exchange. That's Fidelity, F-I-D-E-L-I-T-Y. Now, the reason I'm going to start doing in Fidelity, um, once I've earned a couple of shares of my other ones that I want to do, is I've put a dollar in that account, literally a dollar, and I've already got a 10%, you know, a 9.83% return on it. I'm sitting at a dollar ten already. And when I start building that up, it's going to get better and better and better. Now, if you're going to invest in New Zealand, 
you've got the Smart Shears US 500 fund, okay? That is based on the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF. Both of those are good. Both of them do have a, a, a strong yield. Also on the Smart Shears US fund, which I want to talk about, is the Smart. This is also trading on the New Zealand um, stock exchange. Is the Smart Shears US Large Growth Fund? Now that is doing amazing for me. I've got a 29% return on that. And the last one I want to talk about is the new one that I started doing, which is the Vanguard Information Technology Index Fund. Okay, now that is the one that I said I discovered. Now, for example, five years ago, this was trading at $115.82. That's five years ago. It's now trading at around $408.10. So if we go back and you go, oh, well, Alex, that's, that's crazy. A year ago, it was trading at $295.97. So... Believe me, this sort of thing is worth getting looked at. So let me know, hit me up, doncostas at gmail.com, let me know what you decide to go for. What shares should I invest in that you that you, that you use? Um, you know, ha have a think about that sort of thing, because I think it's really, really important that we actually educate people, we tell people this is what you can do. If we can help people just invest $10 a day, it's $70 a week. Imagine if that $70 in a year's time, what's, what's, hang on, let me just, I'm going to do a quick, quick calculation. That $70 a week becomes $3,640 in 52 weeks. Now that $3,640, depending on what it is that you put it on, So if you took the 8%, and this is on a basis of 8%, that 3,000 and... There we go. Oh my God. Basically, you, you would get about $292. Yeah, so the... $3,931.52. That is on the basis of $70 a week. Now, that is, of course, assuming that it's got an 8% return. Um, and this is in the, this is if you did it in the SP 500, for example, and there's no downfalls. But just on a basic 8%, you're, you're gaining almost $300 on your initial investment. something to think about as for now guys as always i want to say thank you i love you as always and good luck i truly mean that i, I hope you all have a good day 
Uh, one thing I haven't talked about is, of course, we are in lockdown at the moment, level four. Uh, we might be in lockdown a little bit longer, so I might even try to get a couple of um, a, a couple of blog posts up um, over the next couple of days, hopefully, because I think this sort of thing is important. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll I, I will try to let you know what's going on. All right, guys, I love you and good luck.